Are you overthinking your exercise routine and getting into shape? There's more to exercise than cardio and weights. We're jumping into that topic with an expert at one of the best overall health retreats in the world. I'm Natalie Tisdall, a journalist who decided enough is enough. I left a career that looked glamorous to do what I was scared of doing, going out on my own. I'm a married working mom of three. On this podcast, we're going to talk about issues that really matter. Why am I not sleeping? What's up with that diet everyone's talking about? Are my kids falling behind? How do I leave that job and start over? Welcome to the Natalie Tisdall Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, everyone. It's Natalie. I've been a health reporter for almost 30 years, and I've learned that so much of our well-being is in the way we approach health. That includes exercise. Today, I want to talk about exercise, but not in the way that we often talk about it. I want to break it down because what works for me well, that probably doesn't work for you. If you're overwhelmed, we all know what happens. And that is usually nothing. My guest is the director of performance science. His name is Mike Siemens. He's from Canyon Ranch. After more than three decades with Canyon Ranch, he specializes in strength and aerobic conditioning, metabolic testing data, and custom exercise program design. Get that word? Custom. Mike is going to help us de-stress our exercise routine. Okay, before we get started, will you do me the honor of subscribing to this podcast? And if you love it, I certainly hope you do. Would you leave me a review? Thank you so very much. Let's get motivated and learn today with Mike Siemens. Mike, thanks for taking the time. I have to admit, I've never been to Canyon Ranch, but I hear so many people talk about it and it's definitely on my bucket list. I want to come out there, meet you in person and experience everything you all do. Great. We'd love to have you come out, Natalie. We're really proud of our immersion experience here at Canyon Ranch. So come on out. We'd love to help you bump up your wellness and health lifestyle just a little bit. Well, those who listen to the podcast regularly know that I'm all about an overall approach to health, because if your mindset's not right, you're probably not going to be as healthy. If your relationships aren't good, you're not going to be as healthy. So today I want to dive deeper though, into the physical aspect of getting into a good exercise routine. And I know this is something you specialize in. And I think from my experience in over 20 years of being a health reporter, a lot of people overthink their exercise program. So they overthink it and then they just don't do it or they do it, but they don't really get into it and love it. And it becomes a chore instead of something that they're passionate about and enjoy. Sure. Absolutely. The other thing I would add to that is a lot of people get overwhelmed yes. by the choices out there, right? We're all suffering, I think, from decision fatigue, Yes. right? We live in this great country, the United States of America, but you go to Amazon and maybe you search for something online you want to buy. And who knew there were 100 different phone cases for your phone, right? And all true. of a sudden, like, I don't want to make the wrong choice. I think that exists also in the exercise space, right? Lots of great opportunities out there. Orange Theory, CrossFit, bodies, mm -hmm. yoga, hot yoga, regular temperature yoga. And a lot of people get sort of overwhelmed or they choose things that might not be in line with their goals. And we end up doing the shotgun approach, getting frustrated because we're not getting results. And then, as you said, we end up not doing anything or staying consistent with our plan. So where do you find, I, I want to draw it back and say, okay, 
people want to start fresh. Doesn't have to be the beginning of the new year and a new year's resolution. It's always a great day to get into some routine without being overwhelmed. Where do you think from a mindset part or research aspect, should people start? So they don't get online, like you just said, and go, okay, I've got this option, this option, this, and I just, never mind. I just am tired of it. The decision fatigue. Where do you suggest people start? Here's where I suggest people start. Real simple exercise. When you get back to home base after listening to this or take out a pad of paper, piece of paper, a pen, what I want you to do is focus on two or three minutes writing down probably three to five different goals you have for yourself with your exercise routine. In other words, what do you want your exercise program to deliver for you? An example might be a common one. I would love to lose five or 10 or more pounds of of fat. Great goal, but let's get down to the emotional reasons why. Why do you want to lose that body fat? Well, I'd like to lose that body fat so that I can keep up with my family on a hike this summer. Or I would like my knees not to hurt when I go out and walk or jog a little bit. And then once we have that project done, you've got three or four goals. Then what I'm going to do is intermesh, and we can talk about this as we go on, how the science says we should achieve those things. So Again, that exercise I find helps prevent people from getting overwhelmed with all the choices and what they should focus on. Should I do more cardio? Should I do more strength? Should I be doing more core work? That sort of thing. And once we can look on a piece of paper and see, oh, these are my three or four top goals or one or two top goals, the process becomes a lot simpler. So let's talk about what some of those common goals are. I'll give you a couple of mine, but I think it's important for people to have something to relate to. Often it is, I want to drop five, 10, sometimes 20 more pounds. Very common for me now in at my age, it's sure. I want to, I would like to drop 10 pounds. I also, I want to feel energized in the afternoon, come three, four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm tired and I don't like that feeling. So feeling energized, dropping a few pounds. And for, you know, I just mentioned the the overall wellness. Like I just want to feel healthy. I want to feel able to keep up. Do you think you need to get more specific? Like you mentioned, like I want to keep up with my kids or I want those jeans I wore last year to fit me. Do you think it's important that you outline things that specifically? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Why do I say that? Because when we have specific goals and also the emotional desire for those goals, that's when we start to get real buy-in emotionally ourselves. And keep in mind, tuck in the back of your mind, the answer to this might not be doing more exercise. Mm -hmm. The answer here might be I need to feel better about myself and work on my self-esteem so that I can feel valued enough to carve out an hour a day to give back to me, right? A lot of us are really good at taking care of other people, right? We prioritize Mm -hmm. our kids, our significant others, our work, our parents that we're taking care of. And at the end of the day, how much energy or time do you have for yourself? Yeah. Right. So we need to emotionally work on ourselves. This might be doing some self-care work, maybe working with a therapist, someone else. That's the great thing about being at Canyon Ranch. You can see your integrative health expert, whether you need more help from a nutritionist or from a performance scientist or from a mental health and wellness coach or a spirituality coach. And you can start to build that self-esteem to say, darn it, I'm worth an hour a day. And I'm going to set aside this hour a day, whether it be morning, noon or night. That is my time. Nothing gets scheduled over that time. I can come into work a little later that day. I can take a little longer lunch break. I can leave work on time or a little early that day to facilitate my workout that's important to me. 
and I'm worth that time. So that's a big step too. Yeah. That what you just said falls right in line with what I said, this podcast is all about. Do you find that a lot of the folks you help don't give themselves that time or they don't allow themselves to have that. I mean, I know as a mom and as a working professional, everything else comes before often I'm learning to turn this around. And then by the end of the day, we're like, I really should go for that run or go do yoga. And I'm like, oh, but I'm too tired now. That's why the mornings work so well for so many people to to work out. Yes. This is epidemic in our society. Mm right? Taking care of other people's. I like to say there are energy vampires out there that are sucking at our energy all day long. And if you're not cognizant of them, or you don't really strategically plan what's going to get my energy today, some of that has to be me because let's face it, eating well, exercising, doing some stress management, sleeping, it all takes time and energy. And it's not going to happen automatically. And I would lobby to venture to say, Probably no one listening has extra time or energy that they can (laughs) afford to squander in the exercise space, right? So we have to be strategic with our exercise goals. Therefore, we can choose our exercise time and types and training modalities wisely so that we get to those goals. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I know my listeners and those who are watching as well, well enough to know many of them are listening to this podcast while they're doing something else. They might be doing laundry. They might be on a walk. They might be carpooling. And sometimes that's a good way to get a workout in is to feed your mind with good information like a podcast while you're doing your workout. That's okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but you got to take care of yourself. That's self-care. Absolutely. Those things. Okay. So let's go back. You mentioned the right workout or the right program for you. What's the next step in doing that? You mentioned identifying what your goals are first, very specifically, then what? Yeah. So let's say we have our goals written down. Now, as I said, my job as an exercise scientist is to say, okay, here are your goals. Here's what science says is a fit person that's going to age well and have energy or whatever your goals might be. Let's intermesh those a little bit. So let's take the example you gave. Let's say I'd like to lose five or 10 pounds of fat. I'd like to have a little more aerobic horsepower to enjoy my time with my family. Then obviously we need cardiovascular training, right? Um, The trick here is we need to pick at least two different types of cardiovascular exercise, I would say. Um, So we avoid avoid boredom. We avoid those Mm -hmm. overuse injuries that can happen to all of us if we're doing the same thing over and over again. So I always empower people, choose the things you love to do. Exercise has to be fun. It has to be something you look forward to. It has to be something you enjoy. Absolutely. So let's say we pick walking as our cardiovascular mainstay, but we're also going to supplement that once a week with maybe a swim or a water aerobics class or a dance class or some app that we have that we love to go on and do a stationary bike workout or whatever. Mix it up a little bit. Um, The minimum buy-in for cardiovascular fitness is three days a week of 15 minutes. And a lot of your listeners might be saying, that sounds pretty Mickey Mouse. I can do that all day long. That's not going to move the needle too much on fat loss or fitness. But how I'd like you to think about that is this. Um, Think about that requirement, three days a week, 15, 20 minutes as your rescue workout plan. Meaning that's the workout frequency and duration you reach out to when all hell is breaking loose in your life, right? An example might be you're a tax accountant in March and late February, your work schedule is slam jam packed and you might easily be able to prioritize work over that workout time. 
But if you're thinking in the back of your head, if I could just get through these four or five weeks doing my three days a week of 15 or 20 minutes, the research shows we preserve our aerobic fitness on that frequency. We also psychologically, we don't fall off our exercise programs. We all struggle with staying consistent with our workout plans. And if we can just keep the string alive, keep yeah. the workout frequency going, then we're never in that situation when we're like, oh, it's been four weeks or six weeks since I've worked out. It's a real common thing I hear in my office every day is how do I reboot my exercise program? I hear to, I'm here to get back on track. Mike, how is it that you've stayed consistent with exercise in your life for 40 years? And I sarcastically say back, that's because I've never stopped. Yeah. And part of that is I have these rescue workouts. Do I always do my 45 minute to an hour cardio workout, which we'd all love to do? No, because I've got kids, I've got a job, I've got dogs, I've got lots of other things going yeah. on. And sometimes it's like, hey, all you have is 20 minutes. Is it worth putting on the running shoes or walking shoes and going out? Absolutely, yeah. I would say. Yeah. So think about that rescue workout plan. I love that to keep people going with their program. So cardiovascularly, we need different modes of exercise. We need at least three days a week. If your goal is fat loss, let's bump that up to four or five days a week. Mm -hmm. And time frame minimum 15, 20 minutes. And ideally 30 or 40 minutes would be great for optimal calorie burn, fat burn, fitness improvement. So that's sort of the nuts and bolts of cardiovascular exercise. We can go on and talk about strength training and muscle building and flexibility and balance and agility, because I'd put those as our four factors or components of fitness, right? To build a fit human being, we need aerobic fitness, we need muscle strength and muscle endurance, we need flexibility or mobility, and we need balance and endurance. Yeah. So you hit the cardiovascular part of it yep. and weight loss. You know, I love the fact that you mentioned those four because it gives people a chance to say, you know, I really, I would like to be more flexible. I thought my goal was to lose some weight, but boy, flexibility would be great. So I would encourage everyone to think of those four things you just mentioned. They'll be in the show notes for anyone who needs to go back and think about how would it feel to be stronger and to be more flexible and the cardiovascular side to lose a little bit of weight and then balance. I mean, do, do many people think of, I'd like my physical goal to be just to have more balance. I mean, some do, but to really think about those four things. So give me another example. So you mentioned the one on three yep. days a week of <laughs> cardiovascular to lose some fat, but yep. give me some other examples of different types of workouts for some of those other goals. Yeah. Hey everyone, it's Natalie. I am excited to let you know that I'm opening up spaces for collaboration and advertising and sponsorship on this podcast and on my YouTube channel. If you're a brand looking to grow in the wellness, family, or mindfulness spaces, I would love to collaborate with you. You can find a link to get in touch with me in the show notes, and you can always find out more about what I'm up to on natalietisdall.com. So real common challenge for us as we all age is maintaining our muscle mass, right? Mm -hmm. How are we going to stay strong and agile and capable as we age? Okay. So before you go on, why is that important? I think for a lot of people, they think I just want to be thin and they don't think about why that's so important, but for longevity for, I know for many, many reasons, it is important, but explain why. Yeah. 
Great question. Man, where do I start? There's so mm-hmm. much I want to say about muscle mass. Um, muscle is the foundation, first of all, of your metabolic rate. So a lot of us, when we hit age 50 or 60, feel like our metabolism has absolutely betrayed us, right? Where did my metabolism go? Mm. I have no metabolism. It feels like every calorie I eat goes right to my rear end or my hips or somewhere. So think about this. The average adult in this country who ages without weightlifting loses about a third of a pound of muscle a year, starting at the young age of 30. Wow. Really? So do a little math in your head. I'm now 60 years old. That means 30 years if I hadn't been lifting weights, I could have lost as much as 10 pounds of muscle mass. Now, muscle burns about 40 or 50 calories per pound a day, just laying in bed, sleeping, being inactive. So your metabolic rate might slow down two to 500 calories a day just from loss of muscle mass. Mm. Now that means over a year's time, that muscle might burn 20 to 50 pounds of fat. Wow. So that means if you're going to maintain your current weight, you either have to eat that many fewer calories per day, two or 500 calories fewer, or do that much more cardiovascular exercise. So maintaining muscle mass as we age is a huge part of keeping your metabolic rate high and preventing that annoying one to two or three pounds of fat gain. A lot of us experience in our thirties, forties, and fifties. Yeah. I know a lot of women, I turned 51 this year. And for a lot of women, you go, I'm doing everything the same. I I haven't changed my diet. I'm still as active as I used to be. And yet you start putting on weight. It's just a part of life, especially forties, fifties. I find it more so at this age than I did in my forties. So it changes for everyone, but I've changed anything. So does it mean as we age past thirties, forties, we have to do even more than we did when we were twenties and thirties. We have to, how does that look? I mean, typically we're not exercising and lifting more weights and doing all that as we age and increasing that even more. Yeah. I like to say it this way. As humans, our maintenance-free warranty expires at some age, right? Mm. So we can all bask in the glory of our 20s and maybe early 30s (laughs) in terms of, hey, I can eat pretty much whatever I want. I can, and some of us are genetically blessed to be that way and others have to work really hard even at a young age. So the playing field is not level. I don't want to assume that for everybody, but in general, most people can enjoy pretty good muscle mass, pretty decent body shape not paying super close attention to their exercise or eating habits. But eventually that wears out like any product you buy. Maintenance-free warranty is over. Expiring man, who knows what age, (laughs) 20, 25, 30. And then, yeah, I like to say it's game on because as I said, the human body as it ages without activity and without weightlifting or cardio, it's not a pretty picture, right? We lose muscle mass. We cannot rely on the scale to be our feedback mechanism for how our body is aging. The body can very subconsciously to us be losing muscle and bone and then replacing it with fat. So the scale says the same 130 pounds every day, but But you don't look the same. Yeah. yeah, We don't feel the same. same. Yeah. And that means we've got to take action with designing and implementing a strength training program. It's absolutely crucial. I think to monitor your body composition every six months to every year with an accurate tool. And that's a great thing about Canyon Ranch is we have the state of the art, most accurate testing. We really pride ourselves on that. We might be a health known as a health resort or spa, 
but we really are have a medical department. We have master's degree exercise physiologist. We have PhD physical therapists. We have PhD level mental health and wellness experts, spirituality experts. Kind of everything. Yeah. Yeah. But the cool thing I'm saying here about the testing equipment is we have a DEXA body composition scanner. We have a BOD pod mm. to do body composition testing. So if you can find access to that in your hometown and test your body composition, the thing I want everybody to pay attention to is how much fat free mass do you have? How much muscle, bones, organs, fluids do you have? And track that as you age. Again, most people lose that as they age. And if you've been unfortunate enough to have a health challenge that caused some bed rest, right? You've had long haul COVID, mm -hmm. you've had an operation, a joint replacement, an accident, something that you had to be in bed for any more than two or three days. Wow, the data suggests adults over 40 lose as much as three to five pounds a week of muscle mass under wow. bed conditions. That's scary, yeah. So we have to come out of those situations fighting mad, I say, to regain that muscle, eating adequate protein, yeah. doing your strength training the proper way. And I can get into some of the details about how we go about our strength training is really important on how we build muscle. Well, because you, sp you spent so much time talking about the importance of strength training, and, and I have kind of both ends of the spectrum in my house because I'm kind of in the middle. I do a little bit of everything, nothing consistently. I've got weights in my basement. I've got a treadmill in my basement. I love to walk. I'll go on a run, which I like. It keeps it interesting for me, sure. but- I have a daughter who's a collegiate athlete. She does bod pod twice a year. She is strong. She works out every day. And then I've got a dancer. And so the dancer's not my other daughter, you know, she's not doing as much strength training, some sure. cardio. So we kind of have, we kind of have everything in our house, but yeah. can we talk about why you talked about why strength training is so important, but what does that look like? Do I have to be lifting weights to get good strength training? Do I need to go get those dumbbells out? Yeah, great question, because people are really confused about this. And it's pretty simple when you know what I'm about to say. So in the world of strength training or resistance training, let's use that word. Okay. Training is a better term because it describes anything we might do, body weight, free weights, machines, stretch bands, whatever. Dividing your mind resistance training into two camps. You could have a strength benefit from resistance training, or you could have an endurance benefit for your muscles. Now, depending on your individual goals, what your body composition test told us about you, what you're trying to perform in, right? A dancer does not need big bulky muscles, nor necessarily want them. However, a college athlete, depending on the sport, might want some more powerful, strong muscles. So we have strength or endurance to choose from under the heading of resistance training. Under the strength category, we can, that qualifies as weightlifting that would build muscle mass and build bone density. So if those are goals you're looking for, you need to be in the strength training camp. Under endurance, we have maintenance of both of those things. So endurance training will maintain muscle mass and maintain bone mass. The difference between the two is how many repetitions. Mm. And in particular, are we reaching fatigue on those repetitions? In general, to build strength, we need more weight, fewer repetitions. Mm -hmm. So we want to fatigue by 15 repetitions or fewer in general, if we're trying to build muscle and build bone, if we're interested in endurance, then we could do lighter weights more times. And again, I want to emphasize here, one's not wrong, not wrong. One's not right. It might be for you at this stage in your life or this goal that you have, but for the individual that wants to maintain muscle mass, maybe a class like bar method or something like that with lighter weights, more repetitions yeah. is perfectly appropriate. However, 
if Natalie goes to a bod pod, she gets an analysis or you come to Canyon Ranch and we do a DEXA scan on you and we're like, hmm, your fat-free mass is a little on the low side. Let's target building three or four pounds of muscle over the next year. For you, I'm going to recommend heavier weights, fewer times, three days a week, three to four sets of 10 to 12 repetitions is kind of a, a middle of the road prescription. And however you might do that is up to you. And we can work with you on that plan, right? But are you going to do some dumbbells? Are you going to do body weight? For some people, push-ups with your body weight would meet the criteria of strength because okay. not many of us can do 10 or 15 push-ups in a row with our full body, right? So that if you're failing before 15, then you're going to be getting strength benefits from push-ups. However, if you can get down on the floor and do 25 or 30 push-ups, that's not going to build much muscle. It's going to build more endurance. Mm. So can you see within that yeah, framework, this sure. is where we start to work with people on, hey, what kind of weightlifting do you like to do? Do you like to go to the gym and do the machines? Do you like a barbell and doing squats on your back? Do you like dumbbells? Um, and we love to meet people where they are. And I think all of us need to meet ourselves where we are on our fitness journey Yeah, and sure have goals to aspire to higher levels of fitness. But you know, today is today. Where are you? What's that first step we're going to take today? Yeah. And no shame in wherever you are right now. You're certainly not alone. There are a lot of people who are doing nothing. So, and that's not okay. So having a place to start a goal, that's what I love about what I've heard about you all. And I think for people who maybe can't afford or they're not able to go, just knowing what you want to do and having a plan. I always like to tell kids or even in the exercise world, like you have to have a ladder you're climbing somewhere. I mean, if there's no ladder, you're not going anywhere. You can move it, but if you don't have something you're working towards, you're not going to accomplish it at all. So having that goal. And so I'm hearing you say again, talk cardiovascular, we talk strength, but can you get all four of the things that you talked about in one type of program? Like say someone loves doing a bar method or they love going to yoga. Can you get all four of those elements you mentioned in one program? Whew, if we can invent that, Natalie, that during mm. our time together, we'll have something. Well, something, big. say something like Orange Theory or, you know, yeah. some of the programs that are a lot of you're getting your cardio, you're lifting a little weight, you're doing those. Can you get all of those things in a program like that? I don't want to endorse one program on, over another. Yeah. Like many things in life, when we try to accomplish multiple things at the same time, we end up compromising the outcome a little bit. Okay. And that might be okay, right? For example, let's say we go to a workout that's, you know, HIIT training is all the rage these days, right? Yeah. H-I-I-T, high intensity yeah. interval training. Tons of different ways to do that. You can do that all in a cardiovascular mode where you're on the treadmill, for example, and you're doing intervals on the treadmill. That would, of course, only meet the cardiovascular aspect of your program. But what a lot of programs might do is they might combine the treadmill with some weightlifting circuits, right? You come off of the treadmill after a minute or two or walk around the block one time, you come back into your house, let's do 10 push-ups, And then you go and walk another lap around the block and you come in and you have a stretch band and maybe you're doing some low elbow rowing with your stretch band. Then you go back out and walk another lap. You come in and do some overhead pressing. You get the idea, right? That kind of workout, you're getting a little cardio, you're getting a little muscle strength. Weightlifting, by the way, strength training is a wonderful way to build flexibility in the body. A lot of people don't think about that, but imagine, right, as you're doing weightlifting, I'll just use the overhead press as an example. My shoulders can go through a nice full range mm -hmm. of motion under the stress of some weight. 
that might cause some stretching on the muscles and ligaments and joints, which is great. So you're getting a little stretching and flexibility while you're weightlifting. The balance and agility part is usually the tricky one to fit mm -hmm. in. Sometimes if I'm working with a client that asks exactly what you do, I don't have much time or interest for exercise. I've got to be very condensed with my strategy and my plan, I'll say, great, in between your weightlifting stations, or maybe if we're using that example, I said of walk around the, your block in between weightlifting activities, maybe you do a little balance and agility exercise in between your weightlifting sets. You know, something as easy as stand on one leg or alternate, stand on one leg, bring the knee up, touch it with both hands, put that leg down, bring the other knee up and try that for 10 times or even balancing up on your tiptoes on the ball of your foot for 10 or 15 seconds. So yeah. there are ways to mix it all in, but understand in the back of your head, uh, mind rather, that's going to compromise maybe your ultimate outcome for cardio or strength, but hey, at least you're doing something. And if that's what works for you, let's do it. I'm a big advocate of anything is better than nothing. Let's just yeah. get America moving. We got to move. Yeah, I hear you. And just doing something. Okay, so as we start to wrap up, can you give people who are frustrated with their, their health and their exercise, some motivation, you know, something to get past that, that, ugh, I don't, because I think part of our health problem is our mind. Yep. It's, I think about it and then I don't do it. I want to do it. But like you said, the decision fatigue, like what motivation can you give people other than, you know, you're going to feel better. And I know you're going to say that, but what, what can you tell people to get them motivated to do this? Yeah. Well, like many complex things in our life and we all get overwhelmed is go back to that first exercise I mentioned, take the two or three minutes, write down one or two things you would like your exercise program to do more energy, feel better whatever. And then that's going to key us up as to what types of exercise are important to start doing. And remember, even starting off with 10 minutes or five minutes of something, you know, just get out an old fashioned calendar and write down every week or every day of the week. My goal is to walk five minutes today. Maybe next week, my goal is to walk 10 minutes. I've had people use you know, people who are CEOs and you know, important jobs that you think are very complex thinkers use an old calendar and a star system, right? They take <laughs> the old stars we used to get in grade school, lick yeah. the star, put it on the calendar. Beautiful. Yeah. And I accumulate four stars every time I get a, I walk around the block or do 10 minutes of cardio or get on that piece of stationary bike equipment I bought five years ago and <laughs> I haven't used it. Get the clothes you've got hanging on that bike off of there and say, I'm gonna, my goal is to get five gold stars on my calendar this week for 10 minutes of riding that bike. Just start with something simple and give it some time, right? We know it takes a little bit of time to feel better with exercise or any new habit, but the important thing is simplify, start today with yeah. something simple. I couldn't agree more. My mom used to say, and my kids are tired of hearing me say it, action comes before motivation. Mm, like, once you take the action, then you'll start to get motivated, but it's really hard to get motivated when all you're doing is thinking about it. Absolutely. Yeah. So get the star. I like the star system. We used that for potty training when my kids were little, why not? You know, <laughs> whatever works, the stars yeah, are great. When this, when this person revealed that to me, I said, holy cow, you're the CEO of this company Who cares? and you use the calendar and gold star system. I'm like, that's great. That that's you know, awesome. and yeah. sometimes we overthink it when we like get out our phone and we try to get an app and nothing wrong with that. But what I have found is the technology would, I, I have some technology I like for health, but I'll go to my phone 
to do something like this. And I'm immediately distracted with hundred other things on my phone. So my email pops up, a text pops up. And then I forgot that I was actually there to do something health related. So to have something that is just for your health, a calendar or whatever, you're not going to get distracted by all those other things that could keep you from exercising. Great thought. Yes. That's an example of those energy vampires. Yes. They're waiting to capture our mind. I love my phone and the technology, but it is an energy vampire. That's for sure. So for people who want more information, you've mentioned a lot of things about Canyon Ranch and I would encourage people to follow on Instagram. I know you have an Instagram account, but give me some more information for those who are listening going, that's exactly what I need. Sure. We have a Canyon Ranch website, of course, canyonranch.com. And when you log into that or search that on your browser, in the bottom left-hand corner is going to show up a little invitation to subscribe to our blogs. Mm. We've really made a big push on this the last year, our health and performance experts. Remember, we have registered dietitians. We have mental health and wellness professionals, spirituality providers, exercise physiologists with master's degrees, plus physical therapists, et cetera. And all of us are writing blogs in there on a weekly basis. We're taking current literature, current trends, talking about how people can implement those on into your life. And you can subscribe to that for free. And we can send you those blogs into your email box. Um, and you can read about health and wellness there. So that's a real great information because obviously in this day of tons of information, where we get our information and the quality of the information we're getting is really yeah. important. And again, that's one thing I'd say I'm really proud of about Canyon Ranch. I've worked here for almost 31 years now. I am super proud to say we have never compromised on the research and the integrity of science here at all. We're not going to pursue the latest flash in the pan diet or the latest flash in the pan workout. We vet them. We research them carefully. And we really pride ourselves on the science. So that's a great way to take advantage of an awesome source of information and take a look around our website while you're there and see all the great services and opportunities we have at our property in Lenox, Massachusetts, here in Tucson, Arizona, where I'm based, up in Woodside, California, mm. and a lot of exciting newer resorts and services to come. Well, you all are top notch. I mean, over the years, when people talk about what you do there in the science and how you're able to help people, I, I just appreciate that. And what I do being a health reporter and doing this, that I go to the sources where I know people have spent years researching and working, and that means a lot. So following your blog, your social accounts, I think it will give people inspiration as well. So I encourage people to do that. And I will put those links in the show notes as well. And Mike, I I appreciate your time so much today. I'm inspired. So I'm going to write my goals. You know, I'm kind of all over the place. I feel like I'm active, but I think having goals like you talked about so important towards achieving our health, our health goals in general. Absolutely. It simplifies the whole process. A lot of us walk around, like you said at the beginning, overwhelmed. I want to lose some fat. I want more muscle. I'd like to be more flexible. Let's start with something. Write down the top two or three things you want to accomplish. And like anything in life, now we've got a clear path. And that is so calming and satisfying and gets us on the right path. Yeah. Well, good luck, everyone. Mike, thanks again for your time. And I hope to talk to you all again soon. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Natalie. Thank you for joining the Natalie Tisdall podcast. You can follow along on Instagram and at natalietisdall.com. Subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave a review so I can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.